Hey guys, welcome back to the final college football playoff show of the year. Well, the first of this year. This would have been the last in totality. Uh, this is covering the national championship game to be played this coming Monday, January the 10th. Uh, that will be in Indianapolis at the Lucas Oil, um, is it Lucas Oil Stadium? I'm not sure what it is. It's it's some, it's some Lucas Oil something, but uh, that game pits the Georgia Bulldogs versus the Alabama Crimson Tide. Um, it's the rematch of the 2017 championship game. Uh, Georgia had actually led the bulk of that game. Um, Jalen Hurts played the first half, wasn't getting it done, so Nick Saban went to Tua Tagovailoa in the second half, and he threw a game-winning touchdown to Devontae Adams. Not Devontae Adams, I'm sorry. Um, Jesus, what is the kid's name? Um, is it, It's not Devontae Adams. It's Jeez, I cannot think of the kid's name right now. Um, Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith, not Devontae Adams. Tugavailoa threw the uh, game-winning touchdown to Devontae Smith in the back of the end zone, thus starting the legend of Tua Tugavailoa, and Devontae Smith pretty much putting him on the path to where he was the Heisman Trophy winner for not this past season but the season before and has gone on to play pretty well for the Philadelphia Eagles. Tua kind of came into his own this season. The Dolphins reeled off seven straight wins. Unfortunately, they were eliminated from playoff contention this past Sunday, so... Uh, question is, where do they go going forward? I know that they were trying to get in the mix to get Deshaun Watson from the Houston Texans, but of course that never came to pass. So let's talk football. Um, number one, this is very, very strange. Um, the line for this game, I don't understand. Um, Georgia by three. I'm really lost on this considering the fact that we saw these two teams play in the SEC championship game uh, back at the beginning of December, and Georgia shit the bed. Um, it could have been close. They just could not score. Alabama showed us why they are the prohibitive favorite and why they should have been the favorite going from that point on. Um, here we find ourselves, Alabama – with a decent win over the University of Cincinnati. Cincinnati couldn't get into the end zone. That was their issue. They got field goals, but if they got touchdowns, the game would have been much closer. Um, but Alabama controlled that game. Georgia really took it to Michigan. I actually thought that Michigan would be better, especially on a neutral field. Georgia, of course, controlled that game and won. So here we go with Alabama versus Georgia Part 2. Now, again, here's my thing. Georgia's a great football team. They were number one in the nation for the bulk of the regular season. Alabama had to claw and fight their way back up after that loss to Texas A&M. That was their last loss. Georgia's only loss came in the SEC championship game. So both teams are, you know, have one loss. However, again, in head-to-head -head matchups in the SEC championship game, Alabama took care of Georgia. My issue at the moment we ha I just don't understand how you don't look at the head-to-head -head result and say that Alabama is favored in this game. I really don't understand this. The last time we got uh, a rematch of a game that had been played already during the season was Alabama versus LSU. 
Well, excuse me. Uh, LSU won the regular season matchup, and Alabama won the national championship game. That was one of the last. Well, not one of. The, it was one of the last two or three BCS championship games. I'll say. Um. How do we find ourselves here? We're we're Georgia's favorite, even by three. I don't. I just don't get this. This makes no sense. So again, the spread Bulldogs by three. Uh, the over under is fifty two points. I would stay away from. If you're gonna bet it, bet it straight up. Alabama to win or Georgia to win. I don't. I wouldn't touch the spread on this one. Um, or I bet the over under fifty two points. I think with these two teams, I could see them going over 52 points i can't remember what the score of was of the sec title game notes to know the bulldogs are seven and one against the spread in their last eight games away from home the crimson tide are five and one against the spread in their last six contests as underdogs um this is a tough one i i i have alabama as the favorite um obviously vegas has georgia installed as the favorite by three um, let's see. Where did it open? I don't know if there's been any movement or anything like that. I'm just, it, this is really, really tough for me to, to sit back and say, oh yeah, Georgia's definitely the favorite because I don't see it. I just don't see it. And I don't know how the nation can see it or I'm sorry, not the nation, but Vegas. So from ESPN.com, Adam, uh, senior writer Adam Rittenberg has this to say. Ever since Alabama's Tua Tagovailoa and Devontae Smith broke their hearts on second and 26 in 2018, the Georgia Bulldogs have yearned to return to the national championship stage. Four years later, uh, Georgia is bat, not, back. Not surprisingly, Alabama will be waiting on the other sideline. After clobbering Michigan 34-11 in the college football playoff semifinal at the Capital One Orange Bowl, Georgia aims to win its first national championship since the 1980 season. It's 42 years. 42 years. Uh, the prolonged and painful drought has included several chapters in different opposing villains, but recently Georgia's biggest obstacle is the team it will face January 10th in Indianapolis. Alabama has won seven straight against Georgia, including that overtime triumph in the CFP title game and three SEC championship victories, the most recent coming December 4th. Georgia coach Kirby Smart has significantly elevated his alma mater since arriving from Alabama after the 2015 season, but his repeated failure against Saban stand out. Fail, I'm sorry, repeated failures against Saban stand out, which adds a degree of significance to a game that really needs none. A win would absolve Smart of criticism that he can't beat his mentor and win the biggest games. A loss, meanwhile, would set off a long and painful offseason in Athens. The Saban lives rent-free in Smart's head. Jokes would be relentless. Remove Alabama's past dominance of Georgia, and the title game projects as a very close matchup, even one that favors the Bulldogs. Georgia spent most of the season as the clear-cut number one team, while Alabama rarely exhibited the flawless play or flash of the Tide team that cruised to a national title in 2020. Alabama dominated when it mattered, beating Georgia and Cincinnati in Friday's CFP semifinal at the Goodyear Cotton Bowl Classic by a combined score of 68-30. Um, beating a team twice in such a short span is never easy. Head-to-head -head history favors Alabama, but it's not hard at all to make a case for Georgia. In my opinion, yeah, it is. Will this be the year Georgia ends its inter uh, interminable title drought, or will Alabama extend the misery for the Bulldogs and their coach? Here's a look at what to expect in the CFP National Championship game again on January the 10th. Again, that kickoff is 7 p.m. Eastern. That's uh, Eastern on Monday. Lucas Oil Stadium is the correct name of the stadium. You can watch that on ESPN or the ESPN app. Um, 
so it opened at Georgia by two. I guess people put money on it. They got bet to Georgia by three. It moved up a full point. Um, <coughs> sorry, I'm going to call bullshit. I still don't think that Georgia is the better team. They're going to have to rise to the occasion. Um, Michigan in the Orange Bowl was one thing. Uh, Georgia was favored by seven and a half in that game, and I thought that Michigan was actually good enough to beat them because, truthfully, I felt like Ohio State, if not for the fact, the lack of of veteran leadership on the Ohio State football team, I think that that's what caused them to lose to Michigan. Michigan being at home, this being a very important game for Harbaugh, and I think his players knew that. And I think that Ohio State lacked veteran leadership. Georgia has veteran leadership on their defensive side of the ball. I still think Ohio State is a more talented team offensively than Georgia is. And if you match the Ohio State offense versus the Georgia defense, I think Ohio State showed us in the Rose Bowl. Ohio State is scary next season. Let me start off by saying that. If you put the Ohio State starting O against the Georgia starting D nine times out of ten, I'd say eight times out of ten Ohio State is getting in the end zone. Michigan just wanted it more against Ohio State that day, and for them that was their biggest game of the year, and that was more their championship game. Um, There's a letdown against Georgia in the Orange Bowl. So I say all that to say this. They're like, Derek, what does that matter? When you set these teams aside and you look at them, Alabama, on paper, who would you rather have, Bryce Young or Stetson Bennett the fourth? Or is Stetson Bennett the third? I don't know. Stetson Bennett. We'll just say Stetson Bennett. Bryce Young won the Heisman, deservedly. Um, as far as Stetson Bennett goes, there are people still talking about, is JT Daniels going to play? If Stetson Bennett can't get the job done, at what point do we see JT Daniels? People don't even believe in this kid. And then he's saying it's not his job to to carry the team or something of that nature. I saw a article here in ESPN. Let's see. Oh, yeah, yeah. Georgia quarterback Bennett, uh, Stetson Bennett says it's not his job to be a savior by winning a national championship. It's your job to win. You're the quarterback. What do you mean it's not your job to be the savior? You can say what you want, but I don't know. Uh, Mark Schlebach, ESPN senior writer, says Georgia quarterback Stetson Bennett grew up in the state and is well aware that the Bulldogs haven't won a national championship in 41 years. But Bennett, a senior from Blackshear, Georgia, insists the number three Bulldogs won't be carrying that burden when they play number one Alabama in the college football playoff national championship presented by AT&T on January 10th. Bennett says, maybe I'm not capable of holding that weight on my shoulders, but no, I'm not just treating it as a football game. Do I know that means uh, Do I know that means a lot to a lot of people? Yes. Am I trying to play some kind of savior by winning a national championship for millions of people? No, I don't think that's my job. My job is to go out there and throw completions to very talented people we have on this team, and I think it's as simple as that. Uh, the Bulldogs trying to avenge a 41-24 loss to the Crimson Tide in the SEC uh, December 4th SEC Championship game. It was Georgia's seventh straight loss to Alabama, which also defeated the Bulldogs 26-23 in overtime of the College Football Ch- National Championship at the end of the 2017 season. Um, Hey, guess what? It, it is your job to be the savior. You're the quarterback. You're the number one spot. What do you mean it's not your job? 
Now, in totality, yeah, it's not his job to be the savior for the University of Georgia and its fans. Um, but it's it's your job as the quarterback to put your team in the best position to win the football game. It's your job. So saying, yeah, I'm not the savior, this, that, and the third, I get it. But you have to win the game, buddy. Like, this is why you signed up. This is why you went to a one of the top ten college football programs in the nation. You know, this is SEC football. This is your chance to redeem yourself for December the 4th. Now, if you have any dreams of going on and playing at the next level, I'm sorry, Stetson Bennett, you got to produce in this game. You have to produce. Baker Mayfield lost the Rose Bowl in the semifinal to Georgia. To these same Georgia Bulldogs, he still went number one overall. But Baker Mayfield also won the Heisman that season and had a phenomenal season. Nobody's talking about Stetson Bennett as far as drafting a quarterback. They're talking Kenny Pickett, Matt Corral, and so on and so forth. And none of those guys are even considered somebody you should take with the number one overall pick. I think Mel Kuyper Jr. had them rated as like in the 20s on his big board. So Stetson Bennett can say all day it's not his job to play the savior. It's 100% his job to be the savior and win this football game. 100%. Um, I don't know what he's thinking or maybe he's trying to, to, to downplay it so he doesn't get too hyped up or Maybe he's deflecting early, so if they go out there and lay an egg in the game, people won't blame him. But everybody's going to look at this and say, this kid never really, really wanted it. And I'm not saying I'm not going into battle with this kid, but if I'm Kirby Smart and the Oak uh, the offensive coordinator or the quarterback's coach, I'm going to put this kid in a room and be like, can you get the job done, or do we need to look another way? Because for him to say this, I'd have pulled him to the side and asked him that question. And if I didn't feel confident, then JT Daniels would be taking reps with the first team for me. That's just the way it goes. I'm sorry. And right now, again, George is installed as a three-point favorite, and your quarterback is saying this. I just really cannot, for the life of me, understand this. Now, CBS Sports, Dennis Dodd uh, wrote a little piece how Georgia can win. The dogs have improved incrementally this month from being dominated as a six and a half point favorite in the SEC title game to dominating Michigan as a favorite on the same margin. Georgia looks like it was inching toward it's inching toward its ultimate goal. Stetson Bennett said, <laughs> we knew we were better than we showed in the last game. But then you also say this, so I don't know. Offensive coordinator Todd Monken had an impressive orange bowl, allowing Bennett to further show off his arm. 310 yards, three touchdowns. Bennett, the former walk-on, has 10 touchdown passes in his last three games while continuing to shrug his shoulders. I didn't go out there and play well today in spite of people, Bennett said Friday. I came out, in, in spite of people, I came out there and played well and worked hard throughout the few weeks we had off because my teammates needed me to do that and we needed that to win. Simple enough. But what Georgia did offensively against Michigan won't likely work against Alabama. Ding. Munkin attacked on the perimeter with the short passing game, mixing in big shot plays down the field by Bennett. Michigan either didn't or couldn't make tackles in space. Alabama will close off those gaps in the flat. They 100% will. We've seen it happen before. When you get uh, when you get our guys out in space, especially with the blockers at the skill positions that we have, good things happen, said Bennett. 
The Bennett critics were silenced. It's clear Georgia can win without the services of backup QB JT Daniels and wide receiver George Pickens. Not so sure about that. The defense proved a one-game hiccup against the Crimson Tide after it limited the Wolverines to a season-low 84 yards rushing. Rushing, I'm sorry, linebacker. Uh, Kobe Dean, possibly Georgia's best NFL prospect, had 12 tackles, three for loss, and a sack in the semifinal. Was it a magic potion? I don't think it was a magic potion. Smart said, we called a lot of the same calls we called against Alabama. The difference is Alabama is more talented front to back wholesale on offense and defense than Michigan is. You're not like the the space, the, the way you guys were getting out in space and making moves, you're not going to be able to do that against Alabama. Um, so while the line is Georgia by three, it should be low, but Georgia shouldn't be favored. And at anything, at any rate, it should be Alabama by at least six. Dot also goes on to say how Alabama can win. Nick Saban has a disrespect card to play. Bama is an underdog. Uh, again, the game opened at plus 2.5. It's all actually moved up to three. Uh, for only the second time since October 3rd, 2015, both circumstances have come against Georgia over the past six weeks. Alabama obviously covered in the SEC championship game. Georgia is a favorite of four points less, but will likely be far better prepared. I'm sorry. Um... Despite each team winning its semifinal by similar margins, Georgia was more impressive because it shrugged off the previous performance against Bama. Different. Completely different. SEC and the Big Ten are completely different. Again, I love Michigan football. I love Jim Harbaugh. I think he's a phenomenal coach. Um, He just got his first win against Ohio State, and he's been there for, I think, seven or eight years now. So that's really tough to look at. And he might have saved his job because if he had lost that game, people would have been calling for his head in Ann Arbor. But the SEC is different than the Big Ten. And what you guys did against Michigan, you're not going to be able to do that against Alabama. The Tide has shown an amazing ability to adapt. Like Munkin lately, offensive coordinator Bill O'Brien is showing a brilliant finishing kick. Alabama went from throwing the ball against Georgia in the first meeting to featuring Brian Robinson for a career-best 204 rushing yards against number four Cincinnati. That performance came with Alabama's worst statistical uh, statistical rushing season yards per game since 2007. Bama's biggest chance continues to revolve around Heisman Trophy winner Bryce Young, who was already in discussion of being the program's best-ever quarterback after one season as a starter. Remember, Joe Namath played there and a bunch of other really good guys. In the first meeting with UGA, Young threw 44 times for an SEC championship game record 421 yards against what was unequivocally thought to be the best defense in college football, not only this season, but in a long fucking time, if not ever. Will Young have to repeat that performance <laughs> Excuse me, against a defense that is ranked third nationally against the rush? That's assuming Georgia can run it with Alabama being ranked second in that category. Will Anderson Jr. is a given. The defense revolves around the talented linebacker who leads the country in sacks with three of 17 and a half coming in the postseason. Who will win? This game screams close and screams under the total, which is 52 and a half. Georgia must limit Young in history. Alabama has won seven in a row, a record in a series that goes back to 1895. Just a hunch, but this seems to be Georgia's time. Smart gets his first national championship and denies saving his eighth. Call it 27-25 dogs. Everybody's really, really high on Georgia. That's all I'm saying. Um, great regular season when it came to the the postseason. Make no mistake about it. Conference cha- championship games 
basically are postseason games because for some of them, if you don't win that game, you're not getting, you know, Georgia was able to lose the SEC title game and still get into the college football playoff by virtue of going into the weekend ranked number one. Had they been two, three, or four, they're sitting at home or they're somewhere. They're they're not at home. They're in a New Year's Six bowl game, but they wouldn't have been in a semifinal game. Alabama knew that they needed to win as well. In my opinion, with Alabama going into the game, I think they were three. If it was close enough, I could see them not falling out of the top four. I I often thought, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if the committee is going to let us go (laughs) to the playoff without, let's see, Ohio State lost to Michigan. So that kicked them out. Um, Who do you really want in there? Oregon had been beat by Utah once already. So if you look at it, let's say Cincinnati loses to Houston. You go in there with Oklahoma State, but they lost their conference championship game. The whole thing would have been a a shitty situation, and I think even with two losses, the committee would have taken a long and hard look at Alabama still getting into the college football playoff. That's just my opinion. You guys can say I'm wrong all you want. I'm just saying, if you look at it, like it's not that far-fetched, not in my opinion. So, um, I don't know. I just, I don't really see, I don't see Alabama being beat. Although, when people asked, I think it was the second time Clemson and Bama matched up in the national championship game, and everybody's like, well, who wins? A friend was like, who wins? And I'm like, Clemson. And he's like, but Bama's better. And everybody's like, no, Bama's got this. I'm like, Clemson has something to prove. They proved that they can be on the same field with Alabama. They took a really good shot from them last year. I think we're going to see something. Clemson got over the hump and won their national championship, and they followed it up with another one where they embarrassed Alabama in the national championship game. Travis Etienne and uh, Trevor Lawrence went nuts. Um, I have a hard time, especially when the line is three. I have a hard time believing it's going to be a close game and Georgia's going to prevail because in a close game – you want to take championship medal. You want to take experience and things like that. And also, you want to take the better quarterback. Bryce Young has showed that he's a better quarterback than Stetson Bennett. <coughs> I have Bama by six. So, I don't know. I'll be back uh, <coughs> Excuse me to recap the game on Sports Desk. If you're listening to this episode on the All Our Nonsense Podcast Network, you have to subscribe to Patreon to hear sports desk that's patreon.com slash <coughs> excuse me patreon.com slash the Derek Lamont experience for sports desk peace out